Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jackie Hagans. I hope you had a wonderful week and are excited to dive into this week's episode. For me, this is more than a podcast. It is a chance for me to reach out to listeners who are eager to join me in a discussion guided by God's Word on the issues and events shaping the country today. Whether you are new to God's Word or a lifelong Christian, together we will discuss how faith and government can commingle and ally themselves in the campaign against the chaos engulfing our country. This is Truth and Consequences. Let's get started. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, verse 24. Let us be thankful for each and every day. As we begin our day, let's put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6, verse 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In 1 Timothy 6, verses 11 through 21, Paul is charging Timothy to pursue righteousness, faith, endurance, and gentleness, to fight the good fight of the faith, and to take hold of the eternal life to which we are called and to command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, and to be rich in good deeds, and be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. Hmm. What do you think that the coming age is? That is followed by turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas that is falsely called knowledge. They have wandered from the faith. Wow. You know, we all remember growing up and hearing about peer pressure. It's that direct influence on people by peers or the effect of an individual who gets encouraged to follow their peers by changing their attitudes, values, or behaviors to conform to those of the influencing group or individual. This can result in either a positive or negative effect, or both. This is not just about children. Peer pressure happens throughout our lives. As we get closer to this election, we are going to get bombarded with information. News, ads, debates, some true, some false, some real, some fake. There will be decisions that we will have to make. Influence comes to mind. As this bombardment of information is coming at us from every direction, people will be trying to influence your decision on who gets your vote. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So the question should be, where will your focus be? Not Republican, not Democrat. Everyone's focus 
needs to be on God, God first. Who remembers, and I think it was back in the 80s, the bracelets WWJD, what would Jesus do? What an awesome question, right? If we all asked that question before we made a decision, any decision, we would probably all be a step ahead. If we asked that question before we pulled the lever, pushed a button, colored in a box with our vote, if we prayed and asked for God's guidance, not a political party and certainly not Hollywood elites or sport elites with agendas, don't you think you could walk out knowing you had done God's will for yourself, your family, and your country? Who truly cares about you? Who cares about me? Who truly cares about our country? God cares. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in Him. For who is God beside the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. That's 2 Samuel 22, verses 31 through 33. I had the privilege to go to the Washington Prayer March 2020 put on by Franklin Graham this past weekend on September 26th. It was an unbelievable experience, one I will never forget. Maybe some of you were there also. To be there surrounded by thousands of Christians, all there for the same reason, to pray. Why? Because our nation is in trouble and we need God's help. What made it even more special for me is that my husband went along, along with three very close Christian friends from our life group at church. While we were there, we made a new friend, Iffy from New York City. We met Iffy in Union Station in D.C. She spent the day with us, and we all enjoyed praying along the mall together. God seems to always make a way for friends to come together. I thought it would be fun to talk about the march with a couple of the friends from our group. So on today's podcast, I would like to introduce two of my close friends that went on the march, Margaret Codd and Ron Dacko. Welcome, you two, to Truth and Consequences. I really appreciate you coming on to share with the listeners about your experiences on the march and having a discussion about the subject of our nation. Margaret, why don't we begin with you? What would you say was your most memorable part about the march? My most memorable part actually happened probably within the first um, 20 minutes of the prayer march. We were all in front of uh, the Lincoln Memorial. We weren't too close up. We were, you know, close enough to hear very well, but yet we uh, couldn't see Franklin Graham or any of the the, uh, Michael W. Smith or any of that, but we could certainly hear them well. And um, after some prayers were done, by Franklin Graham. We had been given instructions as far as uh, what to do next for the prayer march. It was our time to get to pray. And I was just very moved by the way it happened because he asked us all to pray out loud together for repentance for our country, for us individually, for the country. And also it's all according to uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. And so he asked us to pray out loud together. And so once we, we bowed our heads and we started, it was just, to me, 
it was like an ocean of voices just going up to God. It was just, it was humbling. I felt so blessed to be able to be called here to do this. I was also, you know, just in thoughts that just pass through your mind quickly as you're praying. And it was, oh, Lord, I hope you're pleased with these prayers today. But all I can say, it was just a very, very a beautiful uh, time of prayer together, praying out loud to the Lord. I also thought of how great is our God that he can uh, hear all these voices and know our hearts that are connected to the words we're saying. And, you know, that was just astounding to me too, to just realize how great our God is and that, that he would call us together to do this. I mean, he had to, he did it with a purpose, I'm quite sure. And also, uh, I just felt like it was, it was a, a thing that we could do to please him that day. It was wonderful. That's awesome. It was really neat, wasn't it? It, it was because we were all standing there and people were on different levels yeah. and, and everybody was all together. And it just felt like such a great community of people, even though we were all strangers and yet we were all praying together. And how about you, Ron? What about your memorable part? Well, for me, it, it was an I just felt an overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit from the beginning until the end. But as we were standing there in the beginning, it was just so powerful. You could just feel God's presence. It was it was just amazing. The singing just brought such warmth to your heart, and it was just so overwhelmingly spirit-filled. That that part of it, I'll never forget. The feeling that I had at that moment when we start when we were all there in the beginning, mm-hmm. even before Franklin Graham spoke, mm-hmm. when Michael W. Smith was singing, and we, we were all singing. It was just an incredible spiritually uplifting uplifting moment for me. I'll never forget it. Yeah, we even said our own little group prayer also. Yeah. And it was, I know it was very emotional for us. And I think even Iffy, she, being a new friend for all of us, right. she was even emotional. I think all of us were. It I'm was glad just, she brought a roll of paper. It came in very handy later for me. <laughs> and yes, it was. It was, I thought it was that people had that same kind of emotion. I think people were kind of surprised by that. I know I was. Yeah. This was my first gathering like that. Have y'all ever done anything like no, that before? No. I had never done anything like this before. And so I thought it was very uplifting. It was, I think. So was there anything, Ron, that surprised you through this whole thing? Well, a couple of things, actually. One was that um, the sheer size size of the crowd. I thought there'd be thousands of people there, but not 100,000 people. I mean, it was from Lincoln Memorial past the Washington Monument, uh, probably then halfway to the Capitol building after that. I mean, just up as you look down from down the mall, from the Lincoln uh, Monument down towards the Washington, towards World War II Memorial and uh, Washington's Monument, the, the sheer size of the crowd was, was again, just overwhelming. Totally surprised me that there would be that many people there from all over the country and maybe from other, maybe from uh, outside this country as well. I'm not sure, but it was pretty amazing. Another thing was uh, that, that Mike Pence showed up. Did not expect Mike, anybody, I mean, this this was not a political event, um, no, and, it it, and it really wasn't a political event, but Mike Pence wasn't there. He showed up. It, he wasn't there from a political point of view. He was there also to pray for the country, and we were there to pray for him. And so it was really great that he showed up. That totally surprised me. And uh, some of the other visitors that had shown up, uh, public figures that were there to uh, pray for the group. And then again, just kind of echo what uh, you and Margaret both said, what surprised me was how overwhelmingly emotional I got. I, I'm not, well, I, I cry at, in cartoons, you know, but but this was a very emotional event. 
for me, overwhelmingly so. So that surprised me that I, I would be that emotional. Yeah. Margaret? Yes, You're... I'm going to tag along with uh, what uh, Ron <laughs> said about this. Um, we actually arrived at the event about 50 minutes early. Mm-hmm. And I, I must admit, when we first started walking up to the Lincoln Memorial and I saw you know, the people, you know, standing and, and just all over around on every level of the memorial, the steps and everything. I, I honestly had a thought that thought I thought, oh, I thought there would be more than this. And then immediately, you know, I thought, you know, God has called who he will call, you know, for the purpose he's intending for it, you know. So, you know, I'm just thankful to be here, you know, and so I immediately put that thought out of my mind. And then, like Ron said, there was, as we were waiting for the actual event to start, there was, were a spontaneous, you know, uplifting of, of praise songs and uh, hymns, and then the rest of us would join in. It was, I love the spontaneity of it, just bursting out, mm-hmm. praising God. And I was just so enwrapped that I was just focused on what was happening right there around me, in front of me, and, and enjoyed everything that, you know, uh, about that. And then when it was all, uh, we had said, you know, the, the the prayer out loud that I was just describing, and then we he directed us uh, to what we were supposed to do next and the whole structure of the prayer march, I turned around for the first time. And I had the same thought that you did. I could I was just in awe of God that he had brought all those people. I never in my wildest imagination thought that there would be that many people there. And I just, I can remember just standing there for a minute and then just overcome. And I wept because I just knew God was on the move. You know, Mm -hmm. he is on the move in our country. He has not removed his hand from us. You know, and he's he's doing a mighty work. It was. It was amazing. The thing that was amazing, it wasn't just along the mall. It was all the people that were on the outside, oh, yeah. right? It went back past the Washington Monument. I yes. Mean, it was, and it was all on the, yeah. on the side. Wow, it just doesn't stop. It was like seas of people. Mine was memorable and surprising at the same time. I was... I hadn't been to Washington, D.C. In, in years. It was when the kids were little that we took them. And so I hadn't seen some of the m- memorials. I was just awestruck and by, and I was so thankful that the strength and the honor was still there for our country. And I think I was just overwhelmed by that, that I think sitting at home and seeing all the destruction and the rioting and the the tearing down of all of our history and everybody being against the flag and the love of the country was yeah. there in honor of our country and, and the freedoms that we have because of them. And I think I was just so thankful that that was still there. And yeah. I think that got me more than anything. And I'm praying at each one of those spots, you know, in honor of our country and uh, to God to save whatever is still left. If I could just add a comment about Franklin Graham and the, the uh, incredible job that he and his staff did to organize the event. Yes. And um, there were staff everywhere. They were passing it. As you mentioned, Jackie, it was a patriotic day as well as a prayer, a prayer day because they were past, the staff was passing out uh, little flags. We were all That's carrying right. flags. So you had that, that sense of patriotism, yes. um, which was uh, you know just a part of a prayer to God, an act of repentance and asking God to have mercy on our country 
but that patriotism was there and you can yes. feel it. And the way he organized the march so that we did, as you said, stopped at very specific points and had very specific prayer requests to make at the very at the at the different points along the march that he had outlined. So again, the organization that he and his staff had was just incredible, I think. It just made for a crowd of that size, it just made it that much more easy uh, for all of us to participate and and then only have to focus on the spiritual side of it and just pray because he had laid out everything for us. So we, we didn't really have to do anything but follow his instructions right. and just stop. And in fact, uh, you remember, he asked us as we were walking from place to place on the way to the Capitol at each stopping place. But he said, while you're walking to each place, he said, pray out loud. And there were people who were taking at every step along the way to each of those different uh, places where we stopped on the way to the Capitol. We were all praying out loud. There were yes. people literally praying out loud along the way. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people praying out loud along the entire path. Every step you took. It was just an incredible day. I think another uh, thought I had was, remember how it was supposed to last, was it two hours yeah. or two and a half hours? Oh, yeah, that's we right. finished in five because you couldn't. It was like a traffic jam of people. I mean, there were so many. You couldn't walk as fast as you normally would just because of the amount of people. But how awesome is that? That's right. <laughs> yes, it was. It yeah. was really it was really neat. And we knew exactly what we needed to do. And, and we did it. And I think everybody kind of did. A lot of people did it that way. If I could also just make a comment, I think we all need to really uh, pray for Franklin Graham and his organization and Samaritan's Purse and the incredible job that they're doing uh, they are. to bring light to the world. I mean, they are uh, they're everywhere. really focused. Yeah. So if anybody does God's work, it's that yeah. organization too. I agree. I agree. I was going to ask y'all though, I kind of wanted to go past that a little bit, how y'all felt afterwards, you know, when it was time to go home, how did you feel? Because, you know, we were there to pray for the country, you know, because our country needs God, you know, and that's why we feel like we, we accomplished that. I think it's going to be an ongoing type of thing. I was, again, still talking about the numbers of people that were there, but I was, I was thinking like, okay, there were different varying I, I think we, we we heard between 55,000 plus another um, estimate of the crowd size was a hundred thousand so these are the best that we have at this point are between there somewhere and I um, we, we were thinking about okay what's the largest number of people in one spot that we've seen that we could compare to. And so we thought of uh, the University of Florida football stadium, which uh, seats 88,000. And on a lot of games, that that stadium is packed. And so we were talking about it. And I said, I looked at, him, at my husband and I said, so what do you think? How would you compare that size to this? And he said, oh my goodness, there were so many more people at the prayer march. And I said, that's what I think too. So at any rate, for these purposes um, for this little um, mathematical thing here, if you'll bear with me. In 2019, there were 330 million Americans in the United States. The evangelical number out of that there, I was looked up and found that um, for those who profess to be born again, saved by Jesus' blood, true believers in Jesus, Jesus' followers, they are 15%. There's more of that who claim Christianity, but of the evangelicals who are, evangelicals who are apt to share their faith, there's 15% of those. So if you deduct those from that, you get uh, a figure of 280,500,000 Americans who may yet be unsaved. 
And of course, this is in flux all the time, but this is something for us to to think about. So if you consider what God did with just 12 disciples indwelt by the Holy Spirit, what an impact they had on our world. Can you just imagine what God can do with a ratio of one true believer to approximately 3,000 people. I mean, it's mind-boggling to think about. And as, as more believers are added to the ranks, the ratio gets even better. Plus, we didn't even consider the rest of the 15% of Americans who were not at the prayer march. That's, you know, several hundred thousand right there. I was just, wow, excited about the prospect. If we are on fire to share our faith just even the ones just who were at the prayer march. My prayer basically is that God causes each believer who came to the prayer march to cross the paths of many, many of those unsaved people. Those who, because God foreknew them, have been called to become his children. And I just, my prayer is that when we meet uh, those as yet unsaved people, a miracle will happen every time. My thoughts on going forward is that clearly the prayer was for peace and unity and and um, and bringing God back to our country, asking for repentance and asking for God's mercy on the fact that that we seem to be taking God out of our country and it's not what our founding fathers uh, had desired for our country and and um, and what's really important now we're we're at a time where there's so much uh, chaos and evil going on in the world that we're asking for God to intervene. That was our prayer. You know, for me personally, it's like, I'd like to see justice right now. I mean, my my humanness wants, wants to see justice right now. God has his perfect timing for all of this. We prayed for that, but God's will ultimately will be done in terms of what's going on in our country and how he's going to deal with our country. But we're all asked to pray. We're asked. We're we're asked to pray, and we're asked to to focus on God. I think that going forward, that's my main focus. It's going to be that we need to focus on serving God. We need to that that comes first. We can't fix the evil that's going on in the world. Only God can. So we need to show our light to the world. We need to show our love to the world. And we do that by serving others. And that, that would be my message to everyone would be to stay focused on God. That's that's the most important thing. Pray for God's will to be done. Uh, justice will ultimately come. It'll come in God's form, not our form, not not what we want. And so the prayer march was really important that that we, we pray for God's will to be done. Certainly we want peace. To show our light, as Margaret said, I think we need to take action. We need to show our love. We need to serve people. We need to do things that that exemplify what a Christian faith is all about. Spread spreading the gospel, as as Margaret said, we need to spread the message, and uh, and just um, bring more people to saving uh, saving grace. That's really what's going to save our country. I never witnessed to others other than other people in church and then we'd share things, but never like outright to somebody unsaved. And I think, oh, what a shame, Lord. But um, he, I'm so thankful he's giving me a boldness that I never had before. But I always thought I had to have everything. I had to just know so much stuff to answer every question. And uh, that stopped me a lot of times because I thought, well, I just don't know enough yet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be embarrassed <laughs> or I'm going to, I'm not going to represent God right or whatever. It is so so easy 
all we have to do is just be love people, care about the person that you're you're with, and ask God to you know just use you. And literally, it's just being yourself. We all have different personalities, mm-hmm. but I'll just ask God, give me an opening. And sometimes it's it, it's just you know, and, and he'll prick my he'll prick my uh, you know my my mind to know that's it, and then I'll just go run with it. And he'll maybe something that they say about their family or you know whatever, and and I'll you'll just start to talk to people then uh, a lot of times I'll ask them about themselves and then even about their you know their faith or do you have a faith or whatever and then at the end after they tell me theirs I'll thank them and I said would you like to hear about my faith and I've never had anybody say no and so then I will you know share you know and we'll both be sharing back and forth and sometimes on this last uh, plane trip I just had like 10 minutes because there was no time where the gentleman next to me was open you know he was either playing a game where he's sleeping or whatever but 10 minutes was enough you know so anyway i i'm praying for this man and uh i just wanted to encourage you don't think that you don't know enough if you know jesus you know enough mm-hmm. i'm really glad you brought that up margaret because that's true you never know when the opportunity comes and so sitting next to someone on a plane a bus or wherever you might be a, a subway you know, and you just start a conversation, just an easy conversation. And it just happens, you know, it doesn't have to be a planned deal because I was always like that. I didn't know, always felt like I didn't know enough. I did not know the word well enough to be able to just have the conversations. Like I'm scared somebody's going to ask me a question. You just relax and you just tell them your story. Tell them your witness. You just tell them how you feel, what what God means to you. And that's mm-hmm. it. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough. God takes over. He takes over. He does the rest for you. That's all he wants. God wants you to go out and just get open the door. Just open the door. And that's all you need to do. And God does the rest. That's the way it is. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty. I don't think he ever wants us to feel competent in and of ourselves. No, no, he doesn't. Yeah. That's what's so awesome about it. Exactly. He wants us to look to him. That's right. We're totally dependent on God. Totally. Ron, did you have something you want to say? Yeah, I just want to, for me, I just want to close with by saying that what was, again, it was another memorable moment, actually, but uh, it's something I'll never forget. But the power of our group going there, the mm-hmm. fact that there were five of us going, my wife couldn't make it because she uh, w- wasn't uh, able to make that long walk. I mean, we walked probably close to 10 miles that mm-hmm. day, but she would have loved to have been there. And our group and my wife, they were in there in spirit with us and, yes, and praying were. for us. And so, but the five of us that, of our group that uh, were there, you could just feel the power of of the group. And I would just uh, recommend to the audience, anybody listening to this podcast, that uh, find a church. If you're not going yes. to a church, find a church. Find a Bible teaching church. Yes. And, and if you're in a church and when you do find a church, if you're not going, get in a life group. There's nothing like a life group, small group, whatever it's you want to call it. But there's no better way to live life uh, with then with other fellow Christians, other believers in a small group setting, and then doing ministries together, like we're serving others. Uh, we do uh, our group does a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of different uh, ministries and serving uh, the community, our church and the community. And um, and 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 now as a group, we went to this prayer march, and it's like there may be other larger mm-hmm. events that maybe our group will go to yeah. as a result of this. So yeah, I, I awesome. just rec- I just recommend um, that to to the audience, everybody, if you're not in a, in a life group or small group, please get in one. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was awesome. Well, I really appreciate you two coming. I mm-hmm. really do. And I'm sure the audience do. It was it was a great switch. It was mm-hmm. a great change from just me. Yeah. So thank you. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Jackie, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for what you're doing. Oh, well, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you all very much. So once again, many thanks go out to Margaret and Ron for joining us today. Matthew 18, verse 20 says, For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. It was a powerful experience we shared together with many, many others in person and throughout the country. A very important thing to remember is with God, there is always hope. And we all left the march with our glasses half full ready to move onward as Christian soldiers to serve and to do God's will. Let's close. Dear Lord, thank you for being who you are, the one and only one, God Almighty. We are so grateful that it is you that is in control. You give us much more than we deserve and only ask that we love you and obey your word in return. Thank you for guiding this podcast with your word and let it continue to reach all those that are seeking you. Continue to bless Franklin Graham and his ministry, Lord, that reaches and touches so many lives. We thank you for your mighty hand that still moves across our country and for the hope that lies in your hands. Give Christians and churches, the courage and boldness, Lord, to stand up and give witness to you in situations that may come before them. Let us all make note that it is your will that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In your holy name we pray. Amen. That concludes this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I'm grateful for all my listeners that take the time to join an extremely important discussion. I'm truly blessed to have this opportunity to reach out to others and to build this beautiful community. For me, this is a unique privilege to serve God, and I hope this podcast will encourage others to serve. Now, an easy way to serve is to help our community grow by sharing the podcast on social media. The podcast has its own Facebook page titled Truth and Consequences. It also can be found on Twitter and Instagram under the username Truth and Cons. I'll post all the vital information for the podcast on the social media pages. This will include episode release times, discussion topics and questions, and prayer requests. Please share this with your friends and family. Again, thank you for your support, and I'll see you all next week. May God bless you, and God bless America.